to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Hi Church. Well, today I want to encourage us that the promise still stands. So like I'm guessing a lot of you towards the end of last year, I ordered some Christmas presents online. How good is shopping online? I love it. And then maybe also like you, following news of flooding, delaying trains, I started to worry that will my gifts actually arrive. One was for my son and one was for my dad. I think you know which one I was more <laughs> praying, praying, maybe praying more for. I think it's important you have your kid's main gift ready on Christmas and well, one did arrive and one didn't. My son, our sons did actually arrive and dad's didn't. Oh, you can you can sigh for dad. Is anyone still waiting on a Christmas gift just out of interest? No hands there? Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, Dad's golf club cover. I actually didn't know what I was ordering when he just gave me this name of what he wanted. It's a golf club cover, I now know. It has since arrived and uh, Dad has recovered from the deep disappointment of opening a low-carb, low-sugar, cherry-ripe type chocolate bar from us on Christmas. (laughs) Kind of tasty though, right, Dad? Yeah. So waiting for something that you're expecting that you want isn't always easy, especially and obviously when there are delays, things that get in the way, natural disasters and circumstances that cause you to think that what you're expecting and hoping for may not arrive at all. So my word for us today is for both those of us who have as yet unfulfilled promises, words, dreams and are living in circumstances that may in fact look the opposite to the fulfilment of those and it's also for those of us who used to believe, used to have faith for but maybe for whatever reason have essentially given up, turned away, forgotten about it. Either way, nothing has changed. The promise still stands. So let's look in the book of Genesis at the story of Hagar for this encouragement that we all need today. Some background to where we are going to pick up her story in Genesis chapter 21 is that Hagar is a servant and she was given to Abraham with his wife Sarah's permission different times to produce for them a son, an heir, as at the time Sarah was unable to have children. Once Hagar becomes pregnant, she gets a little bit of attitude towards Sarah, a bit of Haha, ha, I'm pregnant, you're not. And Sarah, in response, treats her so harshly that Hagar flees into the desert. God meets her out in the wilderness and tells her to go back home, go back to Sarah. And in chapter 16 of Genesis, verse 10, Hagar receives this promise that she will have many descendants through her son Ishmael, meaning God hears. 
Hagar's grateful and awestruck response is to call God, God who sees me. How beautiful is that? And she does as God instructs, she returns to the home of Abraham and Sarah. Hagar has received a promise from God. So where we are about to pick up in Genesis chapter 21, Hagar has since had her son Ishmael and Sarah has also now had her promised son Isaac. In response to Sarah now seeing Ishmael teasing, being a bit nasty to Isaac, Sarah in mama bear mode wants Hagar and Ishmael gone out of her home. And Abraham, with encouragement from God in regard to Ishmael's future, agrees to make it happen. So let's read now from Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 in the New Living Translation. So Abraham got up early the next morning. He did not waste any time, prepared food and a container of water and strapped them on Hagar's shoulders. Then he sent her away with their son, and she wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade of a bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about a hundred yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said as she burst into tears. Verse 17, but God heard the boy crying. God who hears. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven, Hagar, what's wrong? Hello. Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. The promise still stands. In verse 19, then God opened Hagar's eyes And she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And Ishmael goes on to become a skillful archer, marries an Egyptian woman and God's promise is fulfilled. So Hagar's circumstances looked dire. Where is the fulfilment of the promise? She's in the wilderness again. This looks like no home, no safety, No water, no future. Not only no promise fulfilled, but circumstances looking opposite. And Hagar, as you can understand, has turned away. It's too painful to see her son, her promise, die. She lays him down and sits a distance away. She's given up. She's lost hope. She's given up on her promise. Promise. And I think some of us may be feeling like that today. We've turned away. We've moved away. It's too painful. Maybe it's been like that for years. I want to highlight this. The angel tells Hagar to go to the boy and comfort him, to return to the promise that she has drawn away from. As he reminds her of the promise, Go to him and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. Whatever the circumstances look like to you, the promise still stands. And in verse 19, God then opens her eyes. God who hears, God who sees, God 
opens her eyes. He acts, he intervenes in her life so that she can see what she needs to see. And that, of course, is a well full of water. God is acting in Hagar's life to make a way, to provide, to give her what she needed to keep going, to be refueled, to return to the promise and see it fulfilled. Some of us have our own well full of water that God wants us to see and receive from. If you're thinking, things have changed, I've changed, it can't happen now, yes, it can. If you're thinking it's too late, no, it's not. If you're thinking God's forgotten, no, he hasn't. If you're thinking, I'm messed up, I'm not good enough, he won't do it now, yes, he will. And if you're thinking, I don't think there is any promise for me, there's nothing for me, Well, yes, there is. Let us learn from Hagar's story that our earthly circumstances do not change God's promises. If the promise came from God, the promise still stands. So I believe, church, that God wants to not only remind us today that the promise still stands despite circumstances, as it did for Hagar and Ishmael, God also wants to open our eyes to see his provision for us in order that we might see and receive what we need to return, to go back to, to get close to, to have faith for his promise that still stands. He has not forgotten. You didn't get it wrong. You haven't missed the boat. You didn't fail a test. God's word stands. If he said it, it will happen. So I'd love us today, in response to this encouragement, just to spend a few minutes giving God some space. So if you're comfortable, just to close your eyes for a few moments today. And this moment is for saying yes to God. It's about agreeing with him and what he wants to do in and through you. This moment isn't about the promise being fulfilled. This is about us opening our hearts, our minds, our lives to God. The one who hears and the one who sees you. This moment is for letting God open your eyes so that you can see what you need to see. So that you can receive what you need to receive in order to return, to turn back to your promise, your word. going to give us a few moments just to sit, to breathe, to let God speak.
God may be showing you something right now. And I believe for some of us, he is. This might also look like a scripture resonating with you this week. You might read or hear something and know that, yep, this is it. God is speaking. God is opening my eyes through his word. It might also look like a friend calling or texting you with a word or scripture that God has put on their hearts for you and that's your well. Maybe even sometime you think of something that you have not thought of or remembered for two years, for 20 years and you laugh and say, yep, thank you God, you're opening my eyes I can see what I need to see. And I also think for some of us it might look like in your prayer time you start praying about something that even surprises you that you haven't thought of or prayed for for a long time and it just comes out and with your praying the passion is stirred again, the faith is stirred again. However or whatever, I just encourage you to be open and to expect. You can open your eyes now, church. I do believe God wants to open our eyes to what he has provided so that we can receive, we can drink, we can be replenished, refueled, stirred, to go back to the promise to believe and have faith. Be reminded that in his eyes, according to his plans and his will, nothing has changed and the promise still stands. Thank you and thank you, Pastor Cherry. Wow. How to preach when you've just been impacted by a message. <laughs> that was that was awesome. Thank you, Karen. Well, my message this morning is look again. You know, the promise still stands, as Pastor Karen said, but sometimes we have to look again to see it. You know, who's, who's ever had to look for something, you couldn't see it, you, in the end you gave up and you're like, I don't know where it is, can't see it, um, it's gone, it's gone, I'm not going to persevere, I'm not going to look for it again, I'm just going to give up. Or some of you might have actually gone, you know what, I'm going to find this thing, like when I lost my Pandora bracelet and I'd put it somewhere, do you think I could find it? Because I'd hidden it when I went away and I persevered, persevered, persevered and finally I found it in a place that, yes, I won't mention, but anyway, it was in a particular drawer that I didn't think burglars would look in, okay? Anyway, the Again, look again. I kept looking. Look, look, look. And firstly today, I want us to take a quick look ahead into 2023. I want to know what do you see for 2023? Are you looking for anything? What are you looking at? 
when you look ahead into 2023? Does it look exciting, full of opportunity? Or when you look ahead, do you go, ah, same old, same old. I don't see anything that's exciting. And when I look ahead, I don't see anything changing. Well, I want to tell you today that by the end of my message, when you look again into 2023, you're going to say, bring it on. I can't wait to see what 2023 is going to bring us. Because I think no matter where you're at, no matter what 2022 was like, My prayer, and I believe God's heart is for us, that as we look again into God's Word, our eyes are going to be open to see, our hunger is aroused, and our passion will be awakened for more of God's transforming presence this year than what we're currently seeing right now. And in a moment, we're going to read about a man who did have another look, not just once, not just twice, but actually seven times. And first of all, I'll give you some background to the story of this guy. Israel was under the leadership of King Ahab and his equally, if not more so, evil and wicked wife, Jezebel. They had turned the nation away from following God and they'd left their first love. The prophet Elijah comes on the scene and he decides to issue a decree. Okay, he goes... I'm going to show you who the true God really is. So at my word, there will be no rain on this land. No rain until I say so, and then it will start to rain again. You will see who the real true God is. Well, after three and a half years of drought, you would think that you would say, okay, we give up, there's no rain, we're perishing here, crops are failing, nothing is happening, we haven't got enough food, there's drought in the land, all right, Elijah, we go along with you, your God's the true God, but no, not Israel. So um, Elijah decides, okay, I'm going to really show you who the true God is. If you're not going to take it from a drought, then maybe you're going to take it with fire falling from heaven on a watery sacrifice. And if you want to read the whole story, you can. But it ends up, obviously, with Elijah standing up for the true God and God coming through and fire fell and the people decided, hello, Elijah's God is actually the really one and only true and living God. And all the prophets of Baal were put to death. And that's where we pick up the story um, in uh, 1 Kings chapter 18. And I want to read from verses 41. And Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked and said, there's nothing there. Seven times Elijah said, go back and look. The seventh time, the servant reported, ah, there's a cloud as small as a man's hand rising up from the sea. 
So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. And then the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose and a heavy rain came and off they went. The rain came. There is the sound of abundance of rain. Such an epic battle that Elijah just fought with the false prophets. They were fueled by the demonic powers of hell. However, Elijah's role was not yet complete. Yes, he'd called down fire. Yes, he'd seen God move miraculously, but there was still more and his role was not finished. He declared prophetically, there is a sound of heavy rain. I hear the sound. Now, rain after a drought should result in greater harvests, transformation of the land from barrenness to fruitfulness, and bring refreshing and cleansing, a bit like Pastor Jace was talking about before, thirst-quenching, life-giving relief. As in the natural so in the spiritual. In the Bible, rain is typically a picture of blessing, favour and Holy Spirit being poured out supernaturally, reviving His people. Yes, Pastor Kim Owens puts it this way. It's a sustained presence and power of God which results in transformation. I don't know about you, but that's what I want to see this year. I want to declare to you today that there are many of us here and around the world that hear the sound of rain coming. We hear the sound of heavy rain. What on earth do you mean by that? The poor East Coast is saturated with rain. We don't need that sort of rain here. I'm talking about the spiritual rain, that blessing, favour and Holy Spirit being poured out. That's what we can see in 2023. That's what we can look again for those of us that have been believing and, and, and praying God, that the rain would come. We're sensing a shift, a change in the atmosphere, signifying something is about to happen that we can't yet tangibly see. I declare today, for those of you here that are sitting here, and my heart breaks for some of you who have been through some horrendous times, some droughts of God's presence, some wilderness experiences, some dry seasons where you've looked and you've not felt or seen or experienced the presence of the Lord. It seems to have dried up. Well, I'm declaring today that in 2023, there will be breakthrough and transformation because Waymaker, miracle worker, he is sending the rain. I hear the sound. I hear the sound of heavy rain. God's Word says in Isaiah 44 verse 3, I will pour out water on him who is thirsty and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. I want to ask a question today. Are you thirsty? I will pour water out 
not on those that have got water bottles full and are sitting in tubs of water. I pour water out on those who are thirsty. Are you thirsty for more today in 2023? Are you thirsty for more rain of Holy Spirit upon your lives, transforming us and making us more and more into His image? Well, first of all, it's going to take a repositioning of ourselves. What do I mean by that? It means to see the bigger picture, we need to look from a different perspective and a higher vantage point. The Bible says that Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel to look again. Now, I know that apparently, I looked this up, it's about 550 metres high. That's not a huge climb, but it's still a climb. And he'd just fought an epic battle um, that day. And he still needed strength and energy to climb that mountain. See, I believe God's calling us to come up higher into his presence. He's He's calling us to look expectantly for him what he has begun and position ourselves for what he is going to do. Last year in prayer, I saw a picture of um, a very high staircase with landings at various stages and I couldn't actually see the top of it, but I knew that it signified where I was at spiritually. I knew it was my spiritual journey and the staircase was like right in to God's presence. And so I asked the Lord, where am I on the staircase? And I actually, to be perfectly honest, thought I'd be further up the staircase. And when I looked, I was actually just under halfway up and I was seated. I was sitting down And I can remember thinking, what? But as I looked, I was sitting down because the staircase ahead of me went really steep and it was going to require energy and strength that I wasn't sure that I had. So I was sitting down and Holy Spirit said to me, you're too comfortable. Get up and come up higher into my presence. And I wondered, how, how am I going to do that? It, it's, it's too steep. I'm afraid. And Holy Spirit simply said, just take one step at a time and don't let go of me. And that is what he is saying to each one of us today. Then he actually showed me what my next step was to take. But just take one step at a time. Keep following him and don't let go of him in 2023. No, no matter what the season behind you look like, the call today from Father God is to come up higher from where we are presently located so we can see things from his perspective and not our lowly one. It only requires us to take one step at a time. And though The way might seem hard at times and it requires work and effort. Hear his voice. I've got you. Don't let go of me. The closer you get to me, the more you will see and hear. And I want this to be our response today. Lord, even though I don't see anything yet and I'm not even sure that I hear the sound of anything, 
This year, I'm determining to be led by you and take steps out of my comfort zone and reposition myself to come up higher into your presence so I can know you more intimately and you can transform me and those around me into your likeness and image. Back to Elijah, though, we also see that that which he declared first had to be birthed. Verse 42 tells us that Elijah bent down to the ground, put his face between his knees, and in a posture of humility and surrender, prayed for what he had heard but not yet seen, the evidence that the rain was coming. Elijah bursted into reality by his fervent prayer and faith. James even refers to this prayer in in chapter 5, verses 16 and 17, where he assures us that the fervent prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. He uses the prayer that Elijah prayed to withhold the rain and then to birth and bring the rain as an example of the power of persistent prayer by ordinary people just like you and I. So Elijah prays and he prays and he prays some more. Seven times he prays and seven times he sends his servant to go check, go look, look again, check, look, it's not there, look again, it's not there, look again, nothing's happening, look again, I can't see anything. Look again through eyes of faith. The rain is coming. Finally, on the seventh time, the servant reports that that rain cloud was on the horizon, signifying rain was on its way. The evidence of what Elijah had first decreed didn't come at the first prayer or the servant's first look. It came after repeated prayer and watching and waiting till there was evidence the rain was coming. The drought was broken. That which was unseen only became evident because Elijah was willing to pray through until he saw the breakthrough. Someone once said that one of the disservices of the COVID season has been to cause many of us to become spectators and not participators. Elijah was a participator with God to fulfil his purposes. My challenge is today, have we become more comfortable sitting and spectating while others do the heavy lifting and the praying in of spiritual rain. As the band come up now, I'd like to ask, what changes can we make today ourselves? And I want us to consider these. Can we make a choice to let go where we may have become disillusioned, disheartened or disappointed from looking and not seeing any results? Are we going to heed the call to have our spiritual eyes opened to pray and look again and again from God's higher perspective till we witness the rain coming? 
to see a powerful move of Holy Spirit and the manifest tangible presence of a God transforming us personally and impacting the communities that we live in. Will we commit this year to birthing and prayer and being participators in 2023 with what God is saying and how he is directing us as a church? Will we continue to be a church who persistently continues to ask God for more than what we are currently experiencing, whatever form that may take and however that may look? That is my challenge to each and every one of us this morning. And if that is your heart, I would like you at the close of my message now to just stand to your feet and say, that is my heart too. I'm expectant. I'm looking again. I'm putting aside the disappointments of 2022 and the unanswered prayer, and I'm believing things are going to change. I hear the sound of the rain coming. So if that is you today, why don't you stand to your feet? I'm already standing and believing God that this year will be a different year, that we will see in 23 like we have never seen before. Look again, look again, people, as we pray this morning. Father, I thank You. I thank You for each and every person who is standing and saying, I'm committed to following You, hearing Your voice, opening my eyes to see what You would be doing by the power of Your Spirit. I will choose to come up higher I will choose to look from a higher perspective. I will look again at your promises. I will look again at your faithfulness. I will look again at your love for me. I will look with the eyes of my spirit and not with my own understanding. I will look again at the power of persistent prayer to change situations. I will not give up. I will look again for the small signs, those far off, seemingly insignificant signs that the rain is coming. God, we surrender. We submit again today to seeing your promises come to pass. And we look again into your wonderful face and we stand with you to birth those promises in prayer. Cultivate a deeper relationship with you and believe you as God of the impossible. We thank you, we praise you, and to you be all the honour and all the glory in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Amen and amen. God bless you, each one. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.